So, Chris, have I dissuaded you from Starly Community Day yet? No, I mean, nothing's going to dissuade <laughs> me from, from participating, but am I less excited now? Not really. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. While the newly released Ultra Beast isn't a lady bug, it is a bug lady. Gather around the campfire and warm up with a new social platform from Niantic. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 198. It's July 5th. It's a Tuesday evening. We're breaking the curse of Saturday recordings, but at the cost of, well, you know, it's only been a couple of days since we <laughs> last recorded. In fact, we're recording this one before the previous episode is even published. Oh my so, gosh. So yeah, that's a whole that's a whole thing. And yet we still have Pokepole responses because our listeners are the best and always prompt. So <laughs> anyway, I'm your host, Chris, and uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey Kyle, how you doing today? I'm okay. Yeah, there's massive storms in our area. We're going to be having storms all week. Last night was insane. And this afternoon, uh, well, thunderstorm warnings on thunderstorm warnings. So we're trying to get this recording wrapped up before we lose power. Before Chris Uh, loses power. He's in the middle of nowhere. I'll let you know, though, last night when we were having a little bit of outages, yours lasted longer than mine did. (laughs) So I don't know what they did. I think they used the the good quality duct tape on our power lines last time. So maybe. (laughs) Anyway, uh, before we get started, shout outs to our patron community at large. Thank you so much to everybody that helps support our show. You make this show possible and compel us with guilt to record every single week. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. But also the motivation is is very, very much needed, especially during these busy, busy times. This month is crazy, crazyville. Uh, we haven't done kind of an overview. I know we did in the Patreon community really quick, but just sort of so everybody knows what this month is sort of looking like for us for recordings and content. We did have that slight lull. We explained that in the last episode in 197, what happened there and why there was a little bit of a lull. But ahead of us, we do have a guest spot on the Spotters podcast, we're going to be having Greg from It's Super Effective as an interview. We'll have that on the feed as well. Both of those recordings are happening Saturday unless, I don't know, nature sees fit to throw us a boomerang, a curveball. What's the freight curveball is the phrase? Why did I say boomerang? That's a weird. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Goodness me. A bone meringue. Let's make that at least Pokemon themed. And then what else do we have going on? Oh, that's right. Pokemon Go Fest Seattle, where Kyle and I are going to be doing those uh, creator meet and greet sessions. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So plenty of content. Also, episode 200 is around the corner. And you guys know what that means. Outtakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've been compiling them. And it's It's been great. It's been great. But anyway, but enough of that, Kyle. We do have some goals that we need to kind of square away here. Uh, it's only been a few days. And even though I tried to make these manageable... I somehow did not. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So for you, you wanted to open up your maximum gifts every single day. Have you done that since Saturday? I haven't done it today yet. Does that count? I'm, it's I'm in up the, to you, man. It's your goal. I feel like I'm in the process. So I think that one counts. Okay, good, good, good. All right. 
Uh, progress on snapshot in a row. Uh, I think I may have forgotten about okay. that with uh, <laughs> all of the events happening on the 4th of July. Yeah, very true. Um, progress best buddy Gengar. Oh, I forgot about that. No, oh, no. I did not do that. Just oh, no. slipped my mind. One out of three. You're making me feel better over here. All right. I had put down one million experience. I only got to 800,000, unfortunately. So that's a no-go for me. 50 eggs. That's a yes. 50 team go rocket grunts uh, towards the metal. I only did about 25. So I, I did not get that one finished. So I'm also a one out of three. We tied. That's still a lot. It is a lot. Let me tell you. It is a lot. I, I made... You know, quite the effort. I gave it the old college try this weekend to knock out some Team Go Rockets. And it's not fun to just go out to just do that. No, it's really not fun. No, no, it's not. But you know what else is fun? I'm just kidding. A gym control. (laughs) That actually might be less fun than that. I went out to Emerson Park, the local park that I talk about all the time. We've mentioned it many, many times. It has several gyms. I spent a couple of hours flipping those gyms only to have a local from another team who I like personally come through and convert a couple of them on my way out as I was heading home. And I was like upset about it. I finally get it, Kyle. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, you know, it is part of the game still. And he didn't take all of them. He just took a couple of them. But I sat there for 20 minutes, golden razzing the same Snorlax over and over and over again. Because I was like, Tony, this isn't happening. It happened. He he outweighed me. He waited me out. Yeah, waited me out. Mm -hmm. Boy, what an an experience. (laughs) That being said, Kyle, I uh, am still only barely halfway over. (laughs) My my, uh, hours for gym control. It's boy. Okay, good luck. Good luck. Appreciate that. But all right, cool. We'll have some fun new goals to set for this week because we have an event actually coming up this week, the anniversary event. So that'll be pretty neat to plan around. But without further ado, let's hop into the news. Yo, what up? It's the news. Okay, we've got only one piece of news and technically we could have done on the last episode. We wanted to give it a little bit more breathing room. Uh, And this is actually not from PokemonGoLive.com. This is from the Niantic's general blog overall. And it is introducing Camp Fire. Hey, explorers, in the coming days, we'll begin begin the global rollout of Camp Fire, a new social app that helps Niantic explorers discover new people, places, and experiences around them. Camp Fire gives the Niantic community a new way to experience the joy of real-world gameplay, meetups, and events providing a way for people to discover creations that make the world a magical and entertaining place. So I'm not going to read this entire blog post verbatim, you know, and Kyle doesn't want me to either. So we are aligned <laughs> <on> there. <laughs> but generally speaking, this app has been in beta test sort of for Ingress agents for the past few months is what they say. And select groups of Pokemon Go players throughout the summer have been selected in order to do this. We have access to that app. We're messing around with it so we can kind of give our experience with it. And some other people are as well. We promoted the link to the app on our Discord community. And while it is downloadable for many, it is only available to actually access for some. Uh, That is not defined when everybody's going to get it. They just are kind of like loosey-goosey, oh, over the summer. 
I would imagine, you know, by the time Pokemon Go Fest Seattle is either happening or wrapped up, I'm hoping more people are in and, and playing with it, but we'll see. But here's some information about Campfire if you haven't gotten a chance to hop into it like we have. When you open Campfire, you'll see a dynamic map of your area with game experiences and activities from friends and other players dropped in specific locations nearby. On the upper right, you'll see game icons that take you to each of your channels or game-specific map views. You can switch between these channels as you move through different game experiences. Here are some of the key features of Campfire. Nearby communities, so you can take a look at like, oh, what organized groups do I actually have around here? Join their community page and like chat. It kind of looks like um, a dressed down Discord right now. Um, it has reactions and things like that, but it's missing some of the more nuanced features we've come accustomed to in the world of Discord, like replies and stuff like that. But that's kind of the same sort of idea. Niantic Friends. Easily add and manage your friends across all Niantic titles. This is an interesting one. I've added a couple of people for the first time ever as a Niantic friend via Campfire, and then mm -hmm. they were automatically added to my Pokemon Go friends list. Did you also have that experience, Kyle? Uh, I think I did. Um, I gets confusing to keep track of who was on my list and who wasn't. <laughs> did you add Dominic? No. So I did, and we were not Pokemon Go friends, and then he got added to my Pokemon Go friend list, and it happened to a couple of other people too. So I wonder, I wonder what will happen if you have a full list. Yeah, I'm I'm curious because I, I would be hoping that for Campfire in general that friends list would be larger than 400 since it's going to be kind of an overarching sort of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, more features, directing group messaging, organize all your chats with friends in one place with directing group messaging. You can instantly share gyms, raids, drop your live location, post photos and chat with your friends across any Niantic game. Sharing your location through messaging is optional and can last up to one hour before turning off automatically. Those are cool safety features. Real world activities, join and share official community events, keep track of meetups with reminders and easily invite your friends to play. Scroll around the map to discover and share content, coordinate at any gym or raid and connect with your nearby communities. Now, when you're playing a game, you can see if there are people playing nearby. If you're traveling somewhere new or just want to explore new areas of your city, the map is a fun way to explore. And if you meet up with others, you can send them a friend request and direct message to coordinate your next meetup. Specifically, in Pokemon Go, trainers can also share raid locations with friends in a direct message or group chat, making it easy to get a group together quickly and efficiently. Or if you're playing on your own, you can tap a specific place on the map and you'll see the option to add a flare to that location. Think of flares like a call to action to everyone who sees it, encouraging other trainers to head there and join in on the fun. All right, Mr. Kyle, I'm interested to hear some of your feedback on this now think we should both preface this it's in beta <laughs> we are used to using a rather robust social media platform like discord <laughs> but it is so similar to that it is hard not to compare so mm -hmm. uh, we might be sounding like we're being unkind but what we're trying to really say is it ain't ready freddy that's a nice way of putting it. I don't I don't think I have a mean way of putting it actually though. That's a that's adequate. It is good potential, but boy does it need a lot of work. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I I think one thing is it doesn't provide the players with what they wanted, which is 
in-app integration, there is a way to access Campfire through Pokemon Go. But if you've played Pokemon Go for any length of time, you know if you switch to another app, you've got maybe a 50% chance of Pokemon Go still being open when you come back to it. At least that's been my experience for, you know, six years now. Okay. (laughs) And so that's kind of a a big sticking point that's not going to change. So you just kind of have to deal with that one. Also, dark mode win, please. My yeah, eyes. Dark mode. Dark mode is <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> my eyes. Yeah. No, it, dark mode needs to happen. I'm so used to dark mode on literally everything that I own. And it's just uh, that's a no go for me. No, thanks. Yeah. But what do you think about things like flares? And more moreover, I think the the big benefit to this entire campfire platform, even if it's a little bit behind the ball as far as, you know, again, like we said, nuanced features we've become accustomed to in other social media platforms, it, it is at its base a raid map. Yeah. So I think the greatest feature so far is it lets you see every gym. If you scroll to it, if you zoom in, you can see the gyms, you can see the raids there. That's awesome. The problem is those flares are actually kind of useless in my opinion because you can't see it when you have go open. <laughs> you have to open campfire in order to to check out what has flares on it unless you get a friend notification that a friend put a flare up, which I keep getting for people across the country. So that's also <laughs> slightly problematic. I've turned but, that off already. And we're yeah, in well, I, I haven't added that many people, but I should. But again, you've turned it off. So now that kind of shows that it's a great feature for communities that already exist to more easily communicate via other means. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it doesn't really help people who don't know each other from getting in contact, I feel. I think it kind of, I think it does. And I think exactly what you're saying it doesn't do is what they really want it to do. Um, you know, if you were going to go to downtown Chicago by yourself and you're like, oh man, all these raids are popping off and it's not a new tier five raid. You're trying to do some tier one raids or something for some reason, it would be a good way of knowing, Hey, this is going to pop, uh, over in this corner. I should head in this direction, et cetera, et cetera. And put yourself, you can set yourself up for success better on paper, uh, on paper, but in practice, in a situation like that, you're going to get people in your raid regardless. So that's not a very helpful. It's more helpful even go out to the suburbs. We don't have to go rural to talk about those kind of players. Where I live right now, putting a flare on a raid is not going to mean anything where I yeah. live because yeah. I know people play Go around here. I know sort of where they live. So the gym having a flare on, it's not going to help communicate adequately. I would need to post a message because you have to look at the app to see the flare. And that's kind of a catch 22 there. Yeah. Uh, Some overlapping integration, I think with flares, the very least would be kind of necessary. Like if when you had go open, it said, Hey, there's one flare nearby tap the campfire icon to go see it. That would be fantastic. That would be huge just by itself. It would be. But, you know, I, I think this entire platform, even when it becomes more filled out, fleshed out with with features, it's going to require sort of a conscious cultural shift. And that's going to be kind of difficult because people are really entrenched in their current behavior with things like I couldn't even if I wanted to, even if there was a better option, I would not be able to leave Discord behind. 
Like I wouldn't want to move to a Facebook group. Not that that's a better thing. Trust me. I definitely don't think it is. But even people that are using Facebook groups that have a, you know, a local culture around using that, everybody's used to it. People know what to expect. There's comfort there. Even convincing them that Discord would be a better option does not work on those people, let alone this new thing that has just come out that has none of, well, a lot less of the quality of life features we've come to appreciate and deem necessary on these other platforms. Yeah, I think it's going to need some gangbuster features to get people to use it. And the raid map is a great start. Yeah. Yep. So it's got a lot of potential. We're excited to see how it's going to work out. And hopefully we'll get some more opportunities to sort of like stress test it at events this summer, depending on how the rollout goes. So uh, check your app store, see if you have access and then uh, cross your fingers. Maybe you'll have access to campfire itself, but uh, that's on the horizon. So keep a lookout, but that's it for news, which means we're going to pass on over to Kyle for a gear up section. Oh, it's been so long. <laughs> I needed this in my life. Uh, careful what you say. Oh, okay. This week on gear up, a Starly is born, sort of. Hatched? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, all right. It's kind of weird that everything in Pokemon comes out of an egg, but they probably didn't want to deal with any more complicated ways of mixing species. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Anyways, Starly and its line, flying normal, bog standard as it gets. Actually, I'm sorry. It's normal flying. I wrote this down wrong here. It's important distinction, especially in Go. It's it's not. Uh, it's a joke. Don't worry about it. It is a joke. It's a funny joke, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. B- because we didn't see the flying background on a Pokemon until Noibat. Noibat or no? Uh, There's a couple of before. It that. was th- Thunderous. Oh. No, not Thunderous. Uh, what's the other one? <laughs> Lander? No. The other one. Uh, Tornadus. It's called oh, yeah, Tornadus. Oh, my no, Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anyways. Staraptor's current best moveset is Wing Attack Brave Bird. Brave Bird's not super great in PvE. That said, it still puts it at fifth or sixth best DPS of flying types. I say fifth or sixth because Honchkrow is on there twice at... Third and fourth, so shadow and normal. Uh, no, just two different move sets. Oh my god, you're, you're kidding I, me! I don't. I omit all shadow and megas when I do these kind of. Oh, comparisons. that's right. You say that every week, and I still forget. Yeah. That said, there is shadow starly, so that will color this in a minute. But that said, fifth or sixth best DPS, DPS of fifteen point seven, TDO of three hundred sixty, compared to a. Flying type move set for Rayquaza has a DPS of 15.7, but a TDO of 461. So that's a that's a that's a big difference. That's 30% higher approximately. And then compared to the granddaddy of flying types, Moltres with with wing attack, DPS of 16.9 and TDO of 512. So Moltres is very solidly at the top right now. It's important to mention that that Moltres has sky attack. Yes, I'm sorry. Sky attack and wing attack, but (laughs) sky attack is a still legacy on Moltres. So worth an elite TM in my opinion, just because it's it's so strong as a flying type. But good, good old Sam, sky attack Moltres. (laughs) 
every five episodes we have to coin a new a new term. That's how it works over here. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope the next time we talk about mole trace, we'll remember to say Sam, and then we everybody, won't. including we won't. you, will be confused. Absolutely. So that said, Star Raptor currently is passable. Honchkrow is just a better budget option. It's just as I mean, it's not quite as available, but it's fairly available. I did not list other options such as Yvetal or Ho-Oh. Yvetal has really good bulk, but it's DPS. It's like it's like 14.1, so it's just kind of okay. And Ho-Oh needs hidden power flying. So if you're lucky and have hidden power flying Ho-Oh, Ho-Oh is an okay. Ho-Oh is a pretty good flying type. That said, community, ta- community daytime, Gust. So Gust, Brave Bird. Puts it at third or fourth best DPS with a nominal increase from 15.7 to 15.88. And a TDO of 363. It's just, I, I thought it was very funny. It's it's basically nothing. Now, you're not being disrespectful, are you? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Sure sounds like it. It's, it's DPS puts it just above fly type Rayquaza now, but the TDO is still abysmal. In comparison, <laughs> it could put on a few pounds. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's OK. I don't know why you would make one. Anyways, unless you absolutely have no Honchkrow or Murkrow for that matter. Or if you're like some people uh, and they're like, I only want to have one of every Pokemon for any sort of thing. So they want like a third or a fourth flyer. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. If you if you like to build a diverse set of six teams star raptor is going to be on the list for sure if you don't want to invest in something like a yvetal because that's expensive but i was just thinking what if it got a different move what if it got sky attack to replace brave word so with gust and sky attack because you know let's let's see what the best would be for it star raptor still doesn't pass honchgrow in dps it does get up to 16.5 DPS compared to the 15.7 that it would will be at with Gust and Brave Bird, though. Honchkrow sits at 16.7. So not, there's, there's not a lot of hope there in terms of the PvE front. TDO, they're nothing special. Star Raptor's at 378 and Honchkrow's at 329. So Star Raptor's actually bulkier than Honchkrow. But this is a pipe dream, so don't worry about that. <laughs> Still not an impressive pipe dream. Dream bigger. So overall, it's not very exciting to look at for a Star Raptor and for the community day as terms of relevance. And someone else can correct me, but I believe Gust is worse than Wing Attack in terms of a PvP fast move. So there's no improvement to be had on that front. Yeah, I'm not sure about PvP. I know PvE, it is just flat more DPS than wing attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, PvP, I'm not entirely sure. I've used my Pidgeot in PvP a few times, one with Gust on it and Feather Dance and all that good stuff. Yeah, but that's and that's because Feather Dance is really strong. Yeah, no, but my experience with using Gust is that it's like it's like Incinerate, except a little bit quicker and does a little bit less damage. But it is like that sort of... You know, when you cast Confusion and there's those hang time frames because the oh, gas takes four so long. turn. Gust four is sort of like that, moves. but it's like a three turn instead of like four, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. So, Chris, have I dissuaded you from Starly Community Day yet? 
No, I mean, nothing's going to dissuade <laughs> me from, from participating, but am I less excited now? Not really. I mean, the, ex- <laughs> the excitement for me has always just kind of been like, I love bird Pokemon. They're my second favorite behind bugs. And is I, that, is that just because most bird Pokemon are just birds? No, I, I like birds in real life. You know this. I love yeah, but, birds. But like you also like Pokemon that are just things. I do. I have an appreciation for Wingle, Squovit, you know, the, the, the list goes on. <laughs> but in this case, you know, flying types in general, bird Pokemon kind of are, are wildly, wildly sort of different than most Pokemon where they're slotted into the normal, the normal roles. Like for the route one bird for Talonflame to be a thing. That's really cool. I mean, yeah, Talonflame is the best Route 1 bird. It's, it's Ta- no Talonflame question. Talonflame is neat. But Staraptor has the emo swoopy hair in front of its face. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's shiny yeah. not, though. <laughs> oh, well, it's not all about the shiny, Kyle. It just is all about the shiny. Can we talk to Pokemon Go players? What? No, no, I am a Pokemon Go player. I couldn't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still excited. Are you not excited, Kyle? No. Still? No. What would get you excited? Not, not, uh, how about if Staravias were spawning in the wild? That, that would probably get me excited. Ooh. Well, you heard him here, Niantic. Let's, let's change this in like a week. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Kyle. That means we're moving on to Pokalore. And this week we're going to be doing Theramosa, the Lissum, Lissum Pokemon. I don't even know what that word is, but. It's an ultra beast. So this is exciting. Feramosa is an ultra beast that resembles a feminine anthropomorphic cockroach. It is primarily (laughs) white with a thin build. Its torso (laughs) is composed of five thin discs that droop slightly downward. The widest disc makes up its shoulders. The second widest, its hips, and the two smallest, its chest and waist. There is a gold ovoid inside of the widest disc where its long, thin neck protrudes from. Its arms and legs are also long and thin with gold joints. Its hands and feet are both composed of two golden claws. Feramosa has a small semi-flattened head with a yellow crown-like structure on top. The two tallest points of the crown point to its long, thin antennae, which are white with small gold balls at the tips. Attached to the back of its head are two structures resembling insect wings. The wings are transparent, curve slightly inward, and reach nearly to the ground. It has narrow purple eyes with bright blue pupils. According to Wick from the Aether Foundation, Feramosa's lithe, elegant body is capable of sudden feats of acceleration, able to twitch its limbs at an estimated 120 miles per hour or 200 <laughs> kilometers per hour instantaneously, <laughs> a speed previously unseen in the world. <laughs> I... I beg to differ. I think, I think that's a lie. It could be. I think. I be. think uh, Machamp punches faster than that. Ooh, bullet punch. Maybe it does. You should look that up. Well, no. It it, it stacks entry is like it punches a thousand times in in four seconds or something like that. Yeah, but it also has six hands. So yeah, we'd have to figure out what the speed was. We also have to figure out what the what the average distance of a punch thrown by Machamp is. Let me let me go ask R slash. They did the math. We'll see. Okay, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) It also produces a sort of disarming pheromone, which was described as previously unknown to science. That was the (laughs) case, by the way. What? That causes those nearby to become awestruck by its presence. 
It displays a considerable reluctance towards touching anything, as if it interprets the Pokemon world as being unclean somehow. <laughs> so it's got an attitude, too. Yeah. Oh, I also I looked it up. Uh, the classification, the Lissome. Li- li- yeah. It means thin, supple, and graceful. Oh, okay. Now of a person or their body. Fair enough. I think it's trying to say both here. Yeah. Yeah. But here are some stats. Max CP at level 40 is 2842 and at level 50, 32, 13. Not so hot. I wonder what the uh, what the problem is here. Let's find out. 174 stamina. Not that. 316 attack. Holy cow. Definitely not that. Oh, it's the 85 defense. <laughs> Oh my word, what a oh low defense. Oh my god. That's ridiculous. Um 316 attack is also ridiculous, but it's paired with you too. Paired with yeah, with the lower defense, it's not it's not that hot. Um but best move set. This is kind of up in the air because, you know, it is a bug fighting dual type and it has a better move set sort of than you would expect. It has bug bite or low kick for its quick move. And for the charge moves, I would probably recommend bug buzz in close combat. The other ones are Lunge and Focus Blast, so uh, choose appropriately. But Bugger Fighting are really your choices here. And unfortunately for Feramosa, Buzzswole is the same thing except better for PvP currently. Yep, yep. (laughs) That defense. I want to see how long a Feramosa lasts when it it takes super effective damage. I mean, one Gust would kill it. Yes, it's less less than a Gengar. Yep. Oh, yeah. Just a fall over. Pretty nutty. Uh, So any love for Feramosa, Kyle? I know that Ultra Beasts are like a brand new world for you. So this is exciting. Um, No, I I don't like Feramosa. I I have some exposure to Feramosa from Pokemon Masters. So I I knew of it. And of the Ultra Beasts, it is probably my least favorite. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that is fair. Uh, I mean, all the older Ultra Beast designs are really good. I think Feromosis is as well as tough competition. I, th- I think it is OK design, but it is it's not great. And I'm not a fan personally. Fair enough. Um, I'm a big fan. I love interesting bug types. I think Buzz Swole is really cool, too, obviously. But Feromosis has got a lot of personality and I dig that. Very, very cool. Uh, but that's it for Poka Lore. That means, wow, we're already at Poka Pole. Can you believe it? I can. Because this week's, because last week's Poka Pole was, what type of features or rewards would you like to see from the end of GoFest's finale event? First response is from Boris Yeah, and they said, all three Ultra Beasts from research, so everyone has a level 15 version of it. Also, all three in raids for those who want to max them or get a really good one. Ivy wise, the return of Willow and a hint that Rye will re. I've been saying re, but uh, Rye sounds so much better than re. <laughs> I, I don't actually know. I'm going to say Rye, but it might be re. But a hint that Rye will be around. We need more Ultra Beast after all. At least one new Pokemon release, at least one new shiny release. And I know it's impossible with how this game works and with time zones, but an actual surprise would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the time zone, you know, it's not even the time zone. For, forget that. Nope. The, the data miners and everything 
kind of ruin any possibility of any surprise ever happening. Yeah, that's the one thing I don't like about data mining is that it ruins surprises. And I know it's very easy to not look at it, but this game has a culture of people talking about it once it's available. And so yeah, you, it's it's a it's social thing. It's not necessarily impossible. like I don't want to know about it. It's kind of like I don't want anybody to know about it so we can all experience it as a group because that's right. what Go is about. And that's, I mean, it was designed to be like that. They don't design this stuff to be data mined, you know? So I do, I do miss the days before data miners, you know? And I yeah. understand they have a place and there's a, a, a community appreciates it. People like to know what to prepare for and things like that. But it has robbed us 100% of that sort of surprise factor. And that's a bummer, but hey. Our next response is from Stacks33. And they said, I would like to see the release of Lunala and Sol Galeo. Would be cool to cap off the summer after getting multiple Ultra Beasts to see the box legendaries. And they already showed last summer they're okay with breaking legendary release order. Poor Zygarde. Yeah. I am ready for Lunala. I'm ready. I'm ready for Sol Galeo. Yeah. Mm. Lunala is better, but Lunala is awesome. Sol Galeo looks like a Zoid, which is not a negative it just it is a looks, statement it looks like liger zero with a man yeah. yeah sure does uh boy pretend i didn't say that out loud and so, if you never if you weren't around for when zoids were uh peak popularity you should look them up it's, it's pretty great yes and while i have your ear for all things that are old you should watch the original digimon that's a good time <laughs> it's it's so bad to watch as an adult now oh, I, they, they redid that series it's so good in comparison to the old old stuff oh man anyway um we also had a few responses on twitter some of them were very short a couple of um a couple of <laughs> honorable mentions are mega mewtwo and mega mewtwo and <laughs> i'd love to see mega mewtwo and then also a refund. That was a funny one. Oh, my uh, God. I was like, no, that was from Kelvin. I, I chuckled. I did. I was like, we're not going to put that on Kelvin, the show. Kelvin, get out of here. I couldn't help but mention it. It's too funny. Yeah. Uh, so this week's Pokepole is which Ultra Beast release are you looking forward to the most and why? So I think, I think Chris and I have already talked about this ourselves, but I, I'm looking forward to Guzzlord. And I'm looking forward to Stack Attacka. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm also looking forward to Guzzlord for the record. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I love Guzzlord. His design is so just wild. It's great. It's really and funny. And I know some people were probably like, how can you not say Blacephalon? It's ghost type. I know, but it doesn't look like a ghost. It just, I love Blacephalon, but it is creepy. It is. It is okay. Just like on paper, it's okay, but like, I don't know. I I think actually, Blacephalon's name might be cooler than the Pokemon, and the Pokemon's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's definitely fair. I think it, it might have a cool, it's the fireworks Pokemon. Neat, but hmm. oh, that would make sense why it's Ghost Fire, right? Yeah. Yep. So that said, I I like Guzzlord, Dark Dragon. What? It's cool. It's, it's another. What it looks uh, like it looks like um like a possessed uh, jack o' lantern almost. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's very cool. 
All right. Well, dear listener, if you have an answer to this week's Pokeball question, which was or which is rather because it's right. Yep. Right now. Which Ultra Beast release are you looking forward to the most and why? You can answer the question when we post it on uh, Twitter. If you're a patron of ours, we have an entire channel dedicated to Pokeball answers. More about Patreon and patronage at the end of the show. You can also leave us a voicemail at 262-586-7717 or send us an email the old-fashioned way to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But before we get to the section that pertains to all that good stuff, we're going to pass it on over to DeFi this week for a PvP corner segment. And Fish is out, but we do have final boss AJ stepping in and hanging out with DeFi. So over to the two of you. DeFi 250. And I'm Fish on a Heater. Wait, no, that's even wronger than the last time I did this. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment with its first repeat guest. Final boss AJ, everybody, is gracing us again with her presence on the PvP Corner this week. AJ, tell remind the listeners, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're all about. No, I am not Fish on a Heater. Let's confirm that right now. I'm if you want me to do the bad Australian accent the whole time, we're going to have a problem, as as certain viewers of my stream can tell you. But yes, I am Final Boss AJ. You may remember me from such streams as the We Won't Stop Battle for Row charity stream on Enhoff's channel that I did with the lovely DeFi E250 and Need for Speedy and Gabby, um, Simply Gabby. And had a blast doing that. And I am on Gym Breakers streams. I usually end up doing semifinals and finals for those on my PvP Academia and Pallet Town PvP. And on my own channel at Final Boss AJ. And I'll do more plugs later. But that's that's where people are going to know me from. And, and the podcast I did uh, here as you said, the first time with Fish on a Heater. So I'm, I'm honored. I didn't realize I was the first repeat guest y'all have had. Yeah, you are that important and that special to be the first one ah thank thank you for saying that and not just saying that available (laughs) no so let's go ahead and get into our gbl section Kanto Cup and Open Ultra League are just ending today. Tomorrow we will have a new set of cups but how was Kanto and Open Ultra League for you AJ? Kanto went pretty well for me actually I hit expert on stream during Kanto. So we're making good progress towards that legend and the, uh, and the B pose with the haya and the punch and the everything. It, it was, uh, it was interesting. Cause like I ran um, the team I hit legend with a couple seasons ago for the first couple days and it was all right. But um, there have been some shifts in Kanto since the last time, like Alolan sand slash, obviously with the shadow claw getting a bit of an uptick. Uh, you had a Lolan Golem getting rolled out and you know, that changed the meta a little bit. Uh, so I ended up changing my team and um, since Kanto was long gone, I don't mind sharing this. I ended up keeping Mew. I ran Mew lead, hated Lickitung with a passion. So that's why I had two anti Lickitung answers in behind. I had shadow Machamp, cross shop and rock slide the mew is standard issue by the way surf wild charge shadow claw and then i had my own nido queen in the back with poison jab poison fang and stone edge which i caught a lot of people with stone edge 
And that made me very happy. So many Pidgeots and Lapras just eating the Stone Edge. Yeah, I had a pretty good Kanto Cup experience as well. Well, to start, I had a good starting Kanto Cup experience. Let's qualify that. Um, mm. I did a stream where I ran Team Boom, which was a Kanto <laughs> Sand Slash. And then in the back, I had an Alolan Marowak that was running Shadow Ball and Fire Blast. And my mm. Hypno was running Thunder Punch and Focus Blast. So that was amazing. Caught a lot of people off guard, but then it kind of just stopped working for me, I mm. think. So I hit Expert. And then I'm down to, it's got to be like 2,300, 2,200. I don't think I'm all the way down to 2,200. I will have to check. Mm. Um, But I am, I fell from grace. So I'm hoping to catch that bag up uh, here in the coming cups, which from July 6th to July 13th, we have open Great League, open Ultra League, and open Master League. I really wanted to do Master League battles this season, but I just do not have what it takes to run open master league by the way i'm down to 2300 not 22 so i'm only at 2300 there you go that's, that's better not yeah bad. that's not as bad yeah. as i thought at the time of recording i think i'm 2740 Ooh. so yeah I've, I've dipped a little bit from from my peak of like 2790 but you know it's never going to be an all uphill climb for you so I'm I'm pretty happy with that and happy to have the open leagues coming back like you. I do not have the XLs. I do not have the level 50s to compete in Master League. So I'm going to stick with nice, comfortable, safe, open, great league. I'm really excited to finally get a chance to bust out Tapu Fini and see what, what the Pony Island deity can do in the open great league meta. Me too. I loved using Tapu Fini at NAIC, the North America International Championships. I would love a chance to use it more and see how it fares uh, against the meta. I know there's probably still going to be a ton of wall rain, still going to be a ton of Trevenant uh, in the Mm. Great League. So we'll have to see how everything fares with that. I'm excited to see how the Open Great League meta has shaken up lately. Mm. And and like I... um... I mean, I mean, I know, I know it's just what's expected of me to run. I think I actually do want to run. Um, I'll probably be running my girl. Not going to lie. Just because for those who need a reminder of how much I love running Frostlass and basically everything. I think Frostlass and Tapu Fini is a really nice pairing. And then I, I probably put like, I don't know, Swampert or something with them. But Ice Double Water seems like it can do work even with those Trevenants around. Like, like you're there's always going to be one Mon you lose to, and may, and maybe that's that's a sign to go with like Pelipper or something that's a harder check to Trevenant. But I I think the Walrains have scared it off, and I I think that team's going to be fun. I'm I'm going to probably try it out on stream at some point. So by the by the time you hear this, you'll know if it actually worked or was uh going down in flames. Ironically. I love it. The water team going down in flames. We will have to see. Oh, you'll have a great opportunity coming up to test all of that for Go Battle Weekend. Ooh. So Go Battle Weekend is July 9th and 10th. It was just going to be, you know, 20 Go Battle League sets and an opportunity to TM away frustration. But because of all of the hard work that people did at GoFest in Berlin, we get an Ultra Unlock. 
And because of this ultra unlock, we get a million other bonuses. <laughs> Are you ready, AJ, for me to read all of these bonuses from the like, ultra unlock? I'm I'm excited. Shout out to everyone in Berlin for getting us this this haul. Let's go. So the ultra unlock for the battle weekend includes Team Go Rocket balloons every two hours, five times Stardust from Go Battle League rewards, one extra regular raid pass per day, 50% extra experience from raid battles, two mysterious components from defeating Team Rocket grunts instead of just one, also earn 50% extra Stardust from defeating Go Rocket grunts, and then for go- the Go Battle League, you can get legendary Pokemon rewards at rank 16 and up instead of rank 20 and up. So making those legendary Pokemon encounters in Go Battle League a little bit more accessible to people. Hmm. And one, if that if that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough for you. Blasts from the past, ultra unlock bonus. If you evolve the following first partner Pokemon to their final evolution during the ultra unlock, they'll know their attacks that were previously featured during past events. So to get Frenzy Plant, it's all your grass starters. So Bulbasaur, Chikorita, Trico, Turtwig, Snivy. For Blast Burn, um, Charmander, Cyndaquil, Torchic, Chimchar, Tepig, evolve those up. Hydro Cannon. Uh, for Squirtle, Tor- Totodile, Mudkip, Piplup, and Oshawott. And also, and also, Dragon Breath for Charizard. So you can get t- not just one, but two, two legacy attacks on Charizard. Because Charizard means everything, right? Charizard's always got to be the special one. Yes. Um, but I'm I'm excited. I, I, don't, I don't know about you, Divai, but... Um... I've been saving a lot of like second stage starters to evolve, um, you know, for these community day moves, just cause I don't have a lot of elite TNs. I don't, I don't spend the money on the community day boxes. So it's just basically what I earned from GBL. Um, so I have 20 second stage starters ready to go and ready to be evolved. I have four Blaziken that I'm going to be evolving during that event. I have a, I have a Hundo Torterra. I have so many freaking war turtles that are going to get their cannons. Like I'm so set for this event. I was so thrilled when I heard this. I'm like, yes, yes. Unleash, unleash upon the world. Go, go my rank five Samurott. Finally, you will have your sword. Also save shadow Latios. For the weekend as well. Um, and there'll be new shadow Pokemon. Um, Geodude, Shanks, Patrat, Watch Og, Purloin, Lipard, Ducklet, Swana, Fungus, and Amoongus, as well as a special research centered on Giovanni. So there's gonna be so much this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna be at the spa on Saturday. And like my my friend and I have been talking about this for like months, how we were gonna get to the spa, and I finally booked it um for this weekend. So the entire time, like we're going to be re- like relaxing in pools and I'm like, no, no, I wanted thunder punch. No, like just, just try, trying to get those rewards. Cause like, like this, it, it's a really good event. Like, like I know a lot of people um, were a little tenuous about the event, just the initial um, reactions to it, but this is huge for PVP DeFi. Like this is, this is big rewards. I'm really excited. I'm excited to see what Ducklet and Swan. I want to see Shadow Ducklet. 
I just, just it just makes me happy. Just looks oh. like angry Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Just yes. <laughs> also angry fungus. Just little red eyes. It's already angry. Like I, I, I'm just imagining like the little mouth. Like you know a shuppet. Like when its shadow has that has its mouth open. Just like oh, you're gonna get it. Like I'm, I'm expecting that on fungus, and it's probably gonna be hilarious. Yes, but and you'll be at the spa, so you'll be all relaxed and ready to battle. You'll be clear minded. <laughs> exactly. Like I'll, I'll have. On a Sunday, I have softball. I'm going to be so busy this weekend. Like, oh my God. You, you should have plenty of time, though. I'm pulling for you. You'll have to let us know how you did. I appreciate it. I'm, I will try. I'm hopeful I will not lose a bunch of MMR. Just to preview really quickly what else is coming up in Go Battle League from July 13th to July 20th will be the Open Great League and Flying Cup. Flying Cup is only flying type Pokemon. So some popular picks. We also mentioned this last week. Mantine. Amolga, Aerodactyl, especially the Shadow Aerodactyl. Uh, I've seen plenty of Gyarados because you can use that Dragon Breath damage. Anything else that comes to mind as a flying type? Zapdos. Zapdos, Skarmory. Yep. Yep. Gonna see those. The, I think that I think that's pretty much you know what uh, what people are gonna see. Gligar, I think I think for an off uh, offbeat answer to the Electrics and the Aerodactyl, but. Ooh. Um, it's a very condensed meta DeFi, and and people will remember it from the interlude cycle. So probably won't have to do as much team building, but um, yeah, have your have your shadow dactyls and your your Zapdos ready. Then finally, July twentieth to July twenty seventh, we'll have the Open Ultra League as well as Little Cub Remix. AJ, they banned <laughs> my Bronzor. I'm so upset. Just to uh, let everybody know, as a recap. Little Cup, Rem- Little Cup is Pokemon under 500 CP and only Pokemon that are able to evolve and have not yet evolved even once are eligible. But they have bans. They banned the top four Pokemon in Little Cup. They banned Vulpix, Bronzor, Cottony, and Dino. Literally my every component of my every Little Cup team other than Ducklet. <laughs> like the only Pokemon I still have is Ducklet. I mean, I think a lot of people are just going to have Ducklet. Um yeah, it, I uh, I I was one of those bronze on uh, bronze ore people last time Little Cup was around. I still have my four ninety nine. I still have my seal, which I use to counter it. And um, for those who are like, but no, I built a whole team of bronze ore counters. Don't don't worry, there will still be plenty of targets because uh, I think the biggest Pokemon that evaded that uh, that four mon ban list was why not. So anyone who raised up a why not is going to be like, yeah, I get to use why not. And I don't have to worry about Bronzor. And, you know, it's it's going to be a struggle. But I believe in y'all. I believe in your ducklets. I believe in your seals. I believe in whatever I'm, I'm trying to think of what the other counters are. Litleo is an option. Yeah. I'm well, trying to I, think like I, just Barboach, I know, could counter Bronzor a little bit. Slugma. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of um Shelmet. I don't know if people are on Shelmet, but um I have one at five hundred. Um with that infestation body slam moveset. Um Carvana. Carvana could do some work at that level. So there there are options to hopefully deal with the why not menace, but 
seal um, with lick. I yeah, that's my favorite. I I have my I have my seal, my four ninety nine seal, my girl. She's an eighty nine. I caught her. I caught her off one of the islands off Nova Scotia, but she she does the work. All right, moving on to our self check in. So now we can talk about Architect Cup, which is also the meta that they're going to use for self regionals. They did release the dev notes. Fish and I mentioned that last week that the dev notes are probably going to come out on July first, and we recorded just <laughs> like it's probably going to be out on July first, and yeah. it was. So the authors were Kakuna Matata, PV Poke himself, as well as Matthew Brewer. So to close out the fourth season of the arena, they tried something new, something very different. Uh, To quote the article, they said, previous regionals have tested players' team building skills in slot and point-based formats like Voyager Cup and Venture Cup. This season, we're letting team building take a backseat and pushing execution and matchup mastery to the forefront. And I think they said that really well. This is only 40 Pokemon total that were hand picked uh it looks like they started with some fan favorites like frostlass celio polyrath and beedrill and kind of built a meta around those four pokemon so very very unique is there anything uh aj that jumps out for you from the dev notes where they talk about and kind of expand on architect cup i was about to say dev notes i I know where i want to go in in regards to the pokemon but i think this is actually an interesting uh, idea to to try because because like you said a lot of it was uh that kind of cliffhanger style format that we see from ghost stadium where you know you're it is more on team building and a lot of self is based on team building but you take that away you take that facet of the game and just get it's it's almost like pokemon stadium defy where where you know you have your rental pokemon and these are the ones you go with like this is this is who people are going to to get and have to try and work with and if you have experience with them like i don't know someone who uses frostlass in every meta she can that uh, that plays your advantage because you're going to know what your pokemon can do and i think that's it's gonna reward it you're probably actually gonna see if you're doing uh open great league the next couple weeks you're probably gonna see people trying some of these architect mons out you're gonna see more drapeon you're gonna see alolan marowak you're going to see Cradilly or Milotic being used. And and beware, the number one Pokemon on PV Poke in the Architect Cup is Beware. And those of us who have used Beware know, probably unjustified, but that's just gonna be it. Like it's it's gonna be about how how much you know your Pokemon can take and and being able to get them in a position to succeed. And that that's what that's what a tournament should be about. Like like getting your your mons in a spot to succeed. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think I have my team ready because if you give me Frostlass, I'm going to use Frostlass. That is just a fact of life. In any meta, you give me Frostlass, Frostlass is on my team unless you make her eight points and I can't afford her. But I feel that Architect is, or I'm sorry, Frostlass is probably going to be on my team as well. There are lots of other Pokemon um, I'm looking at. Uh, probably going to look at Cup stats in a little bit, but was there anything else you wanted to touch on, like what the Pokemon that were banned specifically, or any mm. other thoughts from Architect Cup well, um, before you, we go to the Cup stats? 
you uh you read through the reasoning for some of the bands there like they they basically banned steel dragon and fairy which i agree with especially steel because basically any any meta where steel can enter it just dominates because it's so good defensively so i i like that electric types were were basically removed and i i agree with that as well because again without ground types to really check them electrics get to run wild so that made a lot of sense to me especially like a galvantula who we've seen have a lot of play and then they singled out four specific mons kingdra which again is a dragon but also the octazuka um i guess they didn't want rng to play as big a role which i can i can abide by i hate when when someone just gets like double crunch debuff and and beats me that way quagsire which mud boy if you don't want the mud boy grass dynamic that makes a lot of sense Noctowl, which is interesting but if you see the roster that they put out like the ghost types the grass types Noctowl would have would have wrecked a lot of them and then my favorite ban one that probably should be uh getting more consideration more often and uh if you're na hoth cover your ears greedent greedent is gone and that is a good thing yeah, Greedent, it's good. I love it. Um, not as much as Enhoff. Uh, she is definitely a Greedent master, probably the best Greedent player in the world, if we're going to be honest about it. Oh, but yeah. it's just too good. It's so spammy. Crunch is a great coverage move against ghost types. It's too good for this meta. And yeah. I love it. it. It'll be back in the future. But for this one, I think it was probably a good one to exclude. Yeah, doing uh, Forge Cap the past couple days for Gym Breakers, like, we've seen a lot of Greedent play, because Greedent was a very popular pick, and it showed why, because it just spams those moves so frequently, it's hard for any Mon to be able to keep up. So, I I agree with that ban. I Like I said, I think they, they settled on a really nice selection of 40, you know, not very meta. I think you can argue Frostlass and Drapion are the two biggest meta Mons, um that were in there uh maybe trevenant might be above them but um they included some good counterweights to them and like i said i'm i'm really excited i i think my team is good i haven't put it into practice yet but it's got some mods that i'm very familiar with that i'm comfortable using and i'm gonna be excited to to see if i can put them up against you know some of the best battlers in the world all right, and let's take a look at what some of those battlers are already using. We do have access to the cup stats for uh, the Architect Cup. Coming in at number one, 36% usage, Drapion. So out of all teams that have been used so far, 36% of them have Drapion on them. 33% have Pelipper. So those two Pokemon are easily going to be the two most common that you'll see. Followed up by Frostlass at 26%. Kanto Muck at 19%, Beware, the number one on PV Poke at 17%, and Cradilly and Gyarados both coming in at 16%. What I thought was interesting too, AJ, the Pokemon down at 1%. The Pokemon that are on very, very few teams. Quillfish, Licky Licky, Galarian Slowbro, Jumpluff, Donphan, Charizard, and Venomoth all at 1% usage. Is there anything that stood out to you with either the very popular or the very unpopular Pokemon for this meta? Well, I, I think the one per one percenters that you mentioned there, Galarian, Slowbro, and Venomoth, when this meta was released, I'm like, they're the only two um, real psychic users uh, with confusion. 
that are available. So if you want to pressure a lot of those poison mods like the like the Canto Muck, like the Beedrill that's at 15%, Ariados, which got that huge push from Mishamp using it in um, in Columbus. If you want to pressure those poison types, Confusion's the way to go. However, Drapion with that dark type means it's invulnerable to Confusion, and that's that's what makes it a very popular safe swap. In fact, those top those top two mons, Drapion and Pelipper, two of the, two of the uh, quickly singled out most popular safe swaps, just because there's very little ground and there's very little electric. In fact, Muck's usage is probably because it just has Thunder Punch, which threatens Pelipper and Gyarados so much um, that Muck's going to get a spot on the roster just for that kind of coverage. And then you look at like like some of the mons that we didn't really see but were were very high in the pv poke rankings like i i'm i'm trying to cross reference as i'm as i'm going here but uh scolipede scolipede's number 20 just for its its attack stats and being able to get x scissors off um but ariados really stole its thunder so you've not seen scolipede anywhere but it's it's a pretty pretty nice swap i mean i'm i'm just trying to do some quick math here but of the 50 Pokemon that were selected, I think 33 are on this list. So, you know, a good a good chunk of the meta is on there. I'm like, yeah, Glalie's not seeing any use, but, you know, it's it's exciting. Like, like I said, the popular mod are going to be popular, but there, there are ways to work around them. Yeah, I took a look. So the two most popular we mentioned are Drapion and Pelipper. One Pokemon that can beat them both is the third most popular popular which is Frostlass. <laughs> um other pokemon that can beat them both skunk tank glalie pseudo wudo and gyarados both have mm. both can have pretty solid matchups against both drapion and pelipper so those might be some options i know we both are interested in Frostlass, but i haven't seen skunk tank in a hot minute see, around a meta see i have a rank two skunk tank and i thought about it I've thought about putting it on. I don't think it made the team um, that I uh, I have selected, and I haven't actually revealed it anywhere, so I don't know if I want to do it on stream. But the team that I put together pretty quickly, I think it had a fret score of like 497 on PV Poke, so I was pretty happy with it. I'm like, maybe I just run this and and see what we do with it. But uh, I, I think I'm pretty I'm pretty well set to handle a Drapion and, and handle a Pelipper. So if people want to bring that at me, try it. All right. Uh, and then one last thing we wanted to do was talk about AJ and I, we haven't done any practice tournaments for Architect Cup yet, but there was one that ran in Girls That PvP that we can talk about. Uh, that Mama Climbs, a fellow Queen Bee of ours, fellow on our faction, won and won handily, won 11 out of her 12 battles so we can kind of take apart her team. Mm. She had Malamar, Drapion, Polyrath, Alolan Muck, Pelipper and Pseudo Wudo. What are your thoughts, AJ, on Mama Climbs? Just phenomenal team here. Well, um, one of the standouts is obviously that Pseudo Wudo. Uh, Amon, you don't see a lot, but offers counter, and counter is always a good thing uh, to have on your team in general. And if you look at uh, just her path through the tournament, but Pseudo Wudo having that rock coverage as well. Obviously, obviously, we don't know movesets. We don't know what Mama was running 
on her various mods. We can we can make guesses, but having that rock coverage, being able to threaten I, again the Pelipper, the Lapras, Frostlass, all these ice types obviously don't want to take the rock damage. Uh, Beedrill, which is another popular pick, doesn't want to take rock damage. You can counter Beware. Yep, exactly. Because Beware, Beware with counter damage. Yeah, Beware has to go with superpower to really put the hurt on Pseudo Wudo. There's a lot that Pseudo Wudo can do. And then Malamar is another one that I, I think a lot of people are focusing in on just because it, it has that superpower coverage. It has that resistance profile of Psychic Dart and has the stab foul play as well, just to, to have nice neutral damage against a lot of the meta. So so those are the two two that kind of stand out for me from Mama Klein's team. Also shout out to Hayleaf88, who's a newer member of the of the server, but also got to the final of that one with Shadow Drapion, Normal Cast Form, Muck, Pelipper, Lapras, and Beedrill. And normal cast form's very interesting. Again, rock coverage uh with that weather ball. I've seen people running both weather ball rock and weather ball normal. And then Hex, just to generate that energy very quickly. Cast Form could be a very interesting choice. People looking looking to break the meta a little bit and get that uh, rock damage on there without setting yourself up to just take Aqua Tails and Weather Balls all day. Yes. Uh, if I had a normal Cast Form, I think I would be running it because it, it looks really solid here as a bit of a core breaker in the Architect Cup meta. So very, very cool. Any other closing thoughts on Architect Cup before we move into our uh, shameless plugs? No, I, I think Architect's going to be very interesting. Like I said, I think I'm happy with the six I have selected, but I'm sure I will get like two rounds into a tournament and be like, oh, why did I pick this team? What am I doing? Blah, 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 blah. So that is that is the joy of team building, team construction, and trying to figure that all out. Is it can all fall by the wayside very, very quickly. And I'm I'm hoping to get a practice tournament in just to see how my team's looking. But I am pretty confident in what I've got, and hopefully it will uh, it will bear me out when I when I get into battle. All right, I'm just going to close with some final thoughts from the dev notes. Actually, Matt's final thoughts. I just want to read this first paragraph here. We've seen the meta team try a fair few new things this season. Some have gone as intended, and some haven't. What keeps the Sulfurina interesting is the variety, though. The challenge of figuring out how to solve a new team-building puzzle every month, rather than just throwing Walray, Nidoqueen, Sableye, and Trevenant at every battle and going from there. So I'd like to thank everyone on the meta team for their work this season, as they continue to innovate and come up with rule sets that have interesting concepts and lay the groundwork for metas that build off of those experiences. I couldn't have said it better. I thought that was written very, very well. And I agree. Just makes for a good puzzle. It makes for a good um, mm. thought activity. The Silf Arena every month having these new metas rather yeah. than just open Great League over and over again. And and yeah, like uh, I think we said before we started recording, when I was on with Sosa Flow from Team Rocket Academy, when we were doing the Forge, he was so excited about the past three metas and just how much variety there was in teams that were being successful. I think we, like I said, we talked about before how Obsidian was like a drag of a cup, just because it was the same four mons every time. It was Umbreon, Escavalier, Dragalge and Sableye on every team 
and and you had to deal with those four every every match and it was really stale really quickly but you know nemesis firefly and forged offered so many different ways to build your team i I think that breathed a bit more life into it especially at a point where interest is coming back with the uh with the play pokemon championships that you know some people on this podcast have been able to participate in and shoutcast and have all the fun with and not make me totally jealous at all um (laughs) but I'm excited to see to see that level of skill come into these team building and and just the different strategies that are coming out of it and it's what keeps this game fresh like you said and I'm looking forward to it. I don't know how much battling I'm going to do this month with the hopefully moving and the Seattle and and everything but I'm I'm just looking forward to it and and looking forward to a new season after this cuz if they can keep this going like this it it will have all those surprises waiting. All right. So with that, I think that's an episode. Let's move on to our shameless plugs. First thing I want to talk about, we won't stop stream that I mentioned last week did amazing. We did some really great work. As of recording, we raised $22,030. That's unbelievable. Almost. That is amazing. For Planned Parenthood, we are so proud and so excited. Uh, Just the amazing support from the community has been just awe-inspiring. I've just been at a loss for words trying to talk about it. But it was a really fun stream. Lots of support, lots of interactions. The tournament was really, really fun to cast and to watch. Uh, Just a really good time. Yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better Sunday, honestly, to to be able to be in the company of, you know, some of some of my idols, my inspiration in Pokemon Go PvP. And I, I for those of you at home, we Divi and I can see each other. Um, so the face she made when I said that was was kind of hilarious. But she is. She's one of the reasons why I got into showcasting was watching her um on various streams and and being like, Yeah, I could I could actually do that. I could, I can actually be that kind of person. Um, and I've said before, Hoff is the one who got me into PVP in the first place. So, you know, blame her if you have a problem with me, but you know, just being able to do that and, and need for speedy and, and Gabby who, you know, I just met, but you know, is a darling and miss mystic and Melgood and Jay Audi and, and done and Debbie Pebble and all the ladies who, who worked together to make that such a success. It, it, I was so thrilled to be asked to be a part of it. I was thrilled to, you know, be able to be on there and get such a good tournament. I was so stoked to be able to call that final with you, DeFi. Like, you know, that's that's bucket list. Call call a tournament <laughs> final with DeFi crossed off. And yeah, I'm it was just amazing time. It was so affirming to see the community just give like that and, and donate and just show support like that. And in the face of, of, you know, some people who will get some negative attention and, and rightfully so for, for what they feel people with uteruses should do with their body. It was just great to see so much support. The majority of support being like, no, like this is not okay. And, you know, it makes me proud to be a part of this community. Same. I think we were all just so tired. And so like we put so much work into this. I think a lot of the organizers have just taken the past couple of days to try to breathe. But it's it's been such hard work, but such good work. And we're really proud of everything 
that we accomplished together. I ate so much raw oatmeal. (laughs) (laughs) That was that was a great redemption. That was (laughs) fantastic. I didn't think it was going to happen. But when we when we got to 10K, like before the stream even started, like, all right, we if we manage to do it on stream again, I will I will double up because the community is doubling up and making this happen. So more than happy to, although they still don't get to pick my next uh, hair color. So, you know, a couple thousand more. We'll see if we get there with maybe (laughs) some matches and some things. We'll see. Really quickly with my stuff, I just started posting on TikTok. So now it's not, I'm not just commenting on other people's TikToks. I'm actually posting a little <laughs> bit of my own content. So be sure to check me out there. Uh, I'm trying to stream a little bit more regularly Monday, Wednesday, Thursday at around noon central time, uh, just doing my go battle sets. I might do some bonus content on Tuesdays and Fridays um, and leave the weekends uh, for me. Hmm. But trying to do that a little bit. Obviously, Seattle's going to be an off week because I'll be traveling. I won't be streaming. But just keeping giving you all a heads up about what I'm thinking for content. So be sure to check me out. My link tree and all that information is in the show notes. And AJ, our first repeat guest, what do you have to plug? What do you have to talk about? What is going on with you? Well, I'm anxiously sitting here waiting for my passport so I can go to Seattle and meet up with y'all and just have a miraculous time and not have the FOMO that I had watching y'all in Columbus and, you know, being trapped up here in my little corner of the continent. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm hopefully going to be able to join y'all there. You know, if you want me in a more streamlined, AJ is actually focusing on something sort of format. Check out the Gym Breaker streams. Uh, you can find them on my PvP Academia and Pallet Town PvP. That's uh, the sites for all those. So you get to hear me um, try and match Sosa Flow on energy intensity, which I don't think is possible, but I gave I, it a go. I, I don't think it's possible either, but I think we all just do our best. <laughs> all we can, all we can do in Sosa's presence. You can also see me on Twitch on my own channel at Final Boss AJ. I do mostly Pokemon Go streaming there. I, I want to get back into um, more uh, VGC content. I do have a sub goal up where if I get 50 subscriber points, that's when I will start my Pokemon Coliseum playthrough. Supposedly one of the hardest main series games ever created. I will give it a go. I haven't played it in like 15 years, but I got a copy. I got a Wii. I will make it happen. And then if uh, I'm not on TikTok because I'm lame, but I'm still on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, as evidenced by the fact that I have a blue check mark on there. So if if you want to see the rare times I post selfies, that's where you can find them. All right. And with that, that is a segment. Uh, Thank you so much, Final Boss AJ, for joining us. And all of you listening, we love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for Fish on a Heater or myself, you can direct your feedback to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. And you can email and you can tell us how much you love Final Boss AJ and would love to have her back a third time. In the show description, you can also click on more fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Later.
Thank you so much, DeFi-E and Final Boss AJ back again for another guest slot. Thank you so very, very much for a wonderful PvP Corner segment. If you did, and I know that they just talked about this, there's no way they did not, but if you missed the We Won't Stop Battle for Row, they did that entire fundraiser this past weekend on Sunday. It was uh, two days ago for us on the 3rd of July, and they raised an incredible amount of money. I think it was yeah, like, it was great. It was over 20,000. I think it might have been 21,000. It's very close. I had to dip out before the very, very end, but chat was wonderful. The stream was fantastic. I'd recommend checking out the VOD and we will have the, um, well, we did put the tiltify link for the entire fundraiser in the show notes of the last show, but it will, we'll have it again here. I, I think you can still donate to it. I believe you can, but either way, go take a look at it and celebrate their success at the very least. Cause it's awesome. And they all did a great job. Okay, so Kyle, I'm sorry, I got so excited talking about that fundraiser. What are we doing again? Who? What? It's time for emails. Oh, that's right. Oh, and uh, zero voicemails this week. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We only have one email this week, and it's from our very own DeFi-E. Kyle, take it away. All right. Here are my original summer goals from when I read them for the podcast. I'm emailing them to you, so I have them as a list of where I started. Level 50. Need 9,315,878 experience. Platinum Ace Trainer, 1,940 out of 2,000. Platinum Battle Legend, 1,556 out of 2,000. Platinum Master League Veteran, 653 out of 1,000. Platinum Hero Badge, 1,805 out of 2,000. Platinum Picnicker, 1,308 out of 2,500. Platinum Raid Expert, 317 out of 500. (coughs) 150 Gold Gems, currently at 128. 50 Best Buddies, currently at 14. Holy cow. (laughs) Yeah, 50's Platinum, dude. That's that's a lot. Isn't that insane? Yes. I mean, if you do 20 rotating a day, it doesn't take that long, but 20 rotating a day takes... Yeah, I was about to say that's a lot effort. of that's a lot of effort, and if you're like not using poffins, it's a big, big time sink. Yeah, yeah. Up to date mega decks, up to date lucky decks, silver wayfarer agreements. Currently, one hundred sixty five out of five hundred. <laughs> I finally hit eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Gold purifier. Currently, three sixty eight out of five hundred. Updates. I thought about it, and I'm going to wait on the Master League Veteran Badge until Master League Premier Classic makes a return, so I'm going to postpone that goal for now. I've only updated a few of them, so here they are as of today. L50 is 5,584,491. Battle Legend is at 1,577 out of 2,000. Hero Badge is at 1,889 out of 2,000. You're almost there with that one. Very close. Platinum Picnicker is done. Very good. Raid expert, 364 out of 500. Got a a ways to go for that one, unfortunately. (laughs) And gold purifiers at 386 out of 500. Went from 368 to 386. Oh, oh, the stardust. It's not even that much. Finding the rockets to make it worthwhile is tough. Some great goals there. I think the one that just kind of blows my mind the most out of everything here is the gold gyms. 
Yeah. Yeah. To, to me, it's, it's the motivation to do it. I, I don't get that because there's no metal for it. If there was a metal for it, maybe, but it is something to, I don't know. It's a fun thing to do, you know? I, it's and it's just, it, yeah, it's kind of just kind of crazy. That's all. It adds a level of interest to the whole gym defense and gym battling thing though. Oh, so geez. Uh, that is cool. <laughs> I've done, done so many gym battles recently and I've done so many. It's just, you should attract uh, how many, how many battles won your Machamp has Tyson, my 100% Machamp. Yeah. Well, the one, whatever one you use to fight gyms, I suppose. But yes, I would assume that's the one. I don't think you can check it anywhere except when you load into a fight in a gym. Huh. That's kind of a bummer. It is a bummer. Yes. Agreed. Well, all the same, DeFi, it looks like in actually, and not just looks like you, it empirically is shown here that you've made quite a bit of progress. I am now behind you in Platinum Hero Badge by like 50. So I've got to pick up the pace on that for sure because we were going to race with that one. So, oh my goodness, I'm really behind. But anyway, thank you so much for sending in the email, um, you know, right after you did an entire segment. So like double thank you this week because <laughs> you're the best. But hey, if you'd like to send in an email just like DeFi did this week, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. We also have a voicemail line, like we mentioned earlier. You can call 262-586-7717 and leave us a voicemail there. Uh, you can also visit our website for any and all information pertaining to GoCast Podcast. That's gocastpodcast.com. And we never mention it, but we do have a link to our merch there. So if you want a GoCast t-shirt, that's the place to go. I think you can also like throw it on other things like a mug or a pillow through that website as well. It's pretty cool. Follow us on Twitter. Not our only, but might as well be our only social media account at GoCast Podcast. One of these days, I'm going to delete that Facebook page. So if you're on there and you're like, Chris is coming back eventually, wait until Meta comes around. It's never happening. I'm sorry to say. So Twitter's the place to be. And if you'd like to help support the show monetarily, as little as $1 a month gets you access to the best thing we have to offer you, which is our spectacular Discord community. Um, which is filled with patrons. So that's that's that. <laughs> there are other tiers that you can give at as well with other perks and things there. And speaking of, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. I did this last week. Kyle, it's been updated. Your turn. Let's go. All right. Shout out to Bo, Daniel, Andrew, Laurie, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, Mimi, Sports, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Matters, Lee, William, Brandon, and Ethan. Oh, nice. Well done. Well done. That was all in one take. No edits, I swear. You'll never know. There actually were no edits, so <laughs> I'm making it sound like you did a bad job. <laughs> I, said every, I said every word in one take in a separate take, and Chris had to edit them all together like yep. they do for all the side effects of commercials. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, side effects might include Bo, Daniel, Andrew, Laurie, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, too. <laughs> 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 okay well thank you so much folks uh for your elite patronage you help keep the digital lights on in the best way possible we cannot thank you enough but if you'd like to help support the show a monetary support is not in the cards for you or you've already done it and you're looking for an additional way to help out the show the best way to do so would be to leave us a review on whatever pod catching platform you're on that also has review infrastructure like apple podcasts i don't think it's been on google yet but spotify has got it on the mobile app that helps us out in, in such an immense way. I really cannot even quantify it. But that's it, Mr. Kyle. That's a show. We just got to set some goals and then we're going to get out of here. So we've got the anniversary event this weekend and battle weekend ahead of us. 
What are you looking to do? All right. Bass Buddy, my third Gengar. I need 84 more hearts. Okay. Um, I don't really want to do any go battle. <laughs> don't make me. It's not. I mean, you don't have to. It's going to be rocket stuff. But it's isn't it's four times dust and go battle league, isn't it? Yeah, but there's also a bunch of rocket stuff. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. Do you, do you think I want to do <laughs> rocket stuff more than go battle league? I I do. <laughs> I do not. Is there a collect? There's no collection challenge for this event, is there? For the anniversary. Um, not entirely sure. I don't remember, but we will find out tomorrow when it right. pops I live. don't think there is, but if there is one. There will be special research, though, over the weekend for the Super Rocket Radar. So <sighs> you, you're caught up, right? I, I am caught up. I oh, caught thank up. goodness. Wow. My my only current special research is my level 45 challenge. And it, you got to walk 45 candies with your buddies. So that's just Ooh. time. Uh, well, fine. I'll say to do the special research for the weekend and I will probably fail because it's, it's going to be a lot of grunt related stuff. It won't be too bad because the balloons are going to be once every three hours. That so requires doing the balloons. I'm just saying set an alarm. Even if you're doing other stuff, you can knock that out really quick in like 10 seconds. No big deal. Uh, and I'm going to say minimum 600,000 experience. Nice. Okay. For myself, I want to do 50 Tingo Rockets for the medal because if we're going to have an event. I will have almost no excuse to not try to do a bunch. One million experience more. I'm still trudging towards my my overall experience total needed for level 50 and just a few tasks away um, from game a level 49 stuff done. So special research after that as well. I'm going to do that for the weekend. And I'd like to finish my lucky trades. How many? For level 49. I did a bunch with my sister the other day and I actually only have five left. Okay. Very lucky. So okay. hopefully one more really, really, really successful training session and we'll be done. <laughs> but we'll see. I've been I've been having to save some distance trades to, to help my sister out as well because she's chasing that medal. It's been kind of fun, mutually beneficial and all that good stuff. All right, but that's it. And that's it for us as well. It's been kind of a whirlwind episode, a little bit shorter than normal. But hey, it's still an hour. How do we manage to do this, Kyle? I don't even know. All right. We will see you guys next week for episode 199. We're getting so close to episode 200, and we can't wait for it. All right, until then, shiny vibes, have fun, be safe. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.